and welcome to the VSA Morning Miner. It's the 7th of December. I'm joined by Paul Rankin. Paul, how are you doing today? Uh, just fine, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks. A um, few bits of news out this morning. Let's start with uh, Hummingbird. Yes, Hummingbird, the West African uh, gold producer that's uh, quoted in London, they have put up a update on their 2024 corporate strategy uh, here. And the summarized bits here is, uh, first off, they do plan to hedge about 60,000 ounces of gold production in Q1 2024. That's uh, hedging for a price protection mechanism as they are working on, uh, of course, the uh, uh, construction of this project in uh, Guinea that they uh, have underway at the moment. So it's a price protection for sure. Uh, they're also going to open a $30 million equity placement of about uh, at price of about 11.26 pence per share. And then they'll have a, a shareholder open rights offer uh, following the completion of that uh, equity place placement. And they also plan to convert the 51% project interest in the Dugbay Gold Project to a 51% controlling interest stake in, at corporate level in their joint venture partner, TSX-listed uh, Pasifino. And that simplifies the ownership structure of that operation or uh, that project as they move toward uh, final decision uh, on whether to develop and then uh, uh, seek a finance for that. And they said that their 2024 production guidance uh, statement will come out sometime in the first part of the next quarter. Uh, yes, uh, so 60,000 hours is quite a large chunk of next year's production. I didn't see any guidance yet on what those collars would be, but obviously the stock this year has benefited from rising gold price and being a highly geared play and operationally leveraged um stock so this year the the share price has had quite good performance with those tailwinds and the progress on the ground um but hedging the price is going to make the equity less sensitive to the gold price um going forward obviously it depends how wide that collar is but it, it, it just highlights that for the moment the focus is really on getting that debt under control um, yes yeah, so and not taking unnecessary risk on the volatility of the gold price I guess is the other thing to consider particularly when this sum of ounces works out to about one third of their anticipated production for next year yeah Okay, uh, moving on, uh, news from Cornish Metals. Yes, uh, just a statement. They said that the dewatering of the shaft there at South Crofty from measurements of the water level in the shaft is going somewhat faster than expected uh, right now uh, with the uh, lowering. It's down a good 155 meters down in the shaft now, the water level. Um, 
they have not otherwise uh, changed their uh, forecast of an 18-month period to dewater the full workings uh, there. So that doesn't surprise me, but I think uh, they are afraid, or I shouldn't say afraid, but they are reluctant to say that uh, they may very well um, move at a faster pace uh, of dewatering uh, going forward uh, here than what their early prognosis was, such that they'll be able to get into the workings sooner. But that uh, is a statement for them to make at a future date, I think. Uh, yep. Positive, but it's still quite a long wait for that process to finish. Uh, news out from Future Metals as well. Yes, Future Metals that they had the, put out a, a scoping study on the Pantone nickel chrome PGM project in West Australia. This one looks pretty uh, interesting uh, here at this point. The uh, resources for a nine-year mine life only represent about 10% of the overall mineral resources, and that works out to an all-in sustaining cost on a conventional plant, $789 U.S. per ounce to produce about 117,000 ounces per annum of PGMs, plus there'll be nickel and chrome uh, to be produced in this operation as well. It does sit on uh, already granted mining leases, so that's also convenience from a time to production standpoint. And the ore deposit still remains uh, open to depth uh, as they have drilled it so far. So they do expect they'll have a PFS ready yet for release around this time of next year. So um, it does look pretty promising here. Definitely worth pursuing uh, as they move forward on this one. Very good. Uh, anything else, Paul? Just real quickly to mention, there was also a significant increase in inferred ounces uh, released by the TSX-listed Papua New Guinea gold producer K92 at their uh, Kainan 2 gold mine in Papua New Guinea. Uh, just adding up uh, combined Cora and Judd to deposit measured and indicated resources, they rose by 13% to net of depletion to to 8 million tons at 10 grams for 2.6 million ounces. And the inferred increased by 70% uh, net of depletion to 16.5 million tons at 8.48 grams per ton gold, equivalent for another 4.5 million ounces. So this Kainan 2 mine, which was a project that was released uh, by uh, Barrick Gold uh, a good 25 years ago or so, just definitely shows that Barrick gave up on this one too soon, I think. Uh, but it's it's certainly been the company maker for K92, and it just continues to perform very, very nicely. Very good. Okay, thanks, Paul. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Very good. We will see you then. This podcast has been produced and edited by VSA Capital. It is intended for information purposes and not as investment advice. The information is intended for recipients who understand the risks associated with equity investments in smaller companies. Please do your own research and do not rely on a single source when making an investment decision. VSA Capital may derive fees from this content and seeks to do business with the companies mentioned.